welcome you back in this Saturday afternoon to the Prize Fix edition of the NFL Strategy Show. We're going to get you ready for a bunch of different plays in Week 14 of the National Football League on Prize Picks. Easiest place to just go over or under. Prize Picks has their own number. The books have their own numbers, and we here on Awesome O Alex and Company have projections and it's on us to marry all three in order to get you the best plays. And Jordan is in the house. Look at this, man. We get to go through, mow through a bunch of NFL props over the next 20 plus minutes, man. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's first time doing a prize pick show. Usually I'm talking about the NFL on Tuesdays with Dave and Ben. And then, you know, Thursday hits, there's 17 people on COVID that we talked about (laughs) and just about every single thing changes throughout the week. Yeah. And, you know, now Saturday, you get somewhat as right. We kind of have things kind of narrowed down. We have a little bit better of an idea closer to kick on on a Saturday for sure. And then we also have the beauty of prize picks wherever their numbers are taking advantage of the difference between the books and clearly what our projections are on site. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely some things that like I don't know if you saw the just preview for it, but Kareem Hunt over under is 29 rushing yards. Man has had that under once this season, and it was two weeks ago before the bye week, and he only had seven carries. I I saw that line, and I was like, this is something we're going to take advantage of. Yep, absolutely, man. So we'll bounce around, like position by position. You have a couple of leads here. Pardon me. You have a couple of leads here, and then we'll also follow it up. Anybody else have a question or two for Jordan? Feel free. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. And, of course, Throw that question out there as well. If you like an over, you like an under, and we'll do our best to look at what we have projected on site and also compare to where we are with the book. So let's start in in the air. Let's start with any quarterback plays that you have here first. Yeah, I got Ryan Tannehill over 210 passing yards on the site. I believe we have him projected 230. So you got like a little 20 yard cushion. Julio Jones is coming back into this offense. And even if he plays 60% of the time, this Jaguars past defense hasn't been very good they haven't been allowing much touchdowns to quarterbacks but they're still giving up 7.5 yards per pass attempt which fourth the worst in the league and Tannehill on the season has hit this eight out of 12 times with all the injuries that they have dealt with yeah it's a great call right there and especially you mentioned the difference as far as where we have projections right as well yeah, yeah. I think we have him, I think it's 230 or yep. 228, which is yep. a nice little cushion. And I'm not sure if that's totally factored in with Julio Jones being what the news is. I feel like if we if that gets update with more clarity of like, oh, he's full good to go, that might rise into the 240s. So Russell Wilson's an interesting one. He's currently an odd shopper, of course, where we tell everybody, no matter what the show is, no matter what the platform is to go if you're placing any type of bet. But on top of that, it also has our own projections built in. This is interesting here because prize picks, Jordan, has Wilson at 22, nine and a half, uh, 229, pardon me, and a half. And the books have him at 234 and a half. We have him, Alex and, and company have him projected at 281 and a half. So that might be a smash for the over right there. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're in a dome, which is nice for that thumb injury alongside with the more he's playing, the better Russell Wilson is going to get. It was one of those injuries that he definitely got rushed back onto the field, but no, now they're not playing in Lambeau. They're not playing against the divisional rival. They're playing the Houston Texans. This is definitely a spot for Russ to get right. All right. And then there was a couple of others here real quick that I saw. And Taysom Hill 
uh, was one of them, just as far as guys that we had pretty significantly over from projections. And then it's a little tighter on prize picks than it is on the books. So there isn't a ton of break by any means, but there's still a pretty significant gap between what Alex and Osimo have as far as projections for Lamar Jackson versus where he is at 220 and a half. So that would be the underplay maybe for Lamar and an overplay for Taysom Hill. Yeah, they, I mean, the Jets are, again, one of the worst. I think they give up like 8.2 yards per passing attempt. They're getting beat on every single way. Taysom Hill is the fun, most fun quarterback to go and uh, pick over for passing yards, but 179 yards is so low against that defense. All right, so anything else in the quarterback area here? The quarter, it, yeah, yeah. Not, not much for the quarterback area. I do have a receiver to pair with uh, Mr. Russell Wilson if you want to go that route or save yeah. for – I mean, DK Metcalf over 54 and a half receiving yards. Our projection on the site is 80. Metcalf has hit this problem once since Wilson has returned, but he's gotten eight targets in three out of the four games. The Texans run a cover two, and people don't know you have two safeties back. You got zone coverage there. DK Metcalf against the cover two for the Seahawks has gets targeted on 30% of his routes. That's one of the highest rates in the league, and basically – this coverage is perfect for DK Metcalf to exploit because he's the big bodied, tough catch type of receiver who, when Russ Wilson's in trouble, will try to fit in and fit in the window. All right. So we'll keep it moving here to rushing yards, go back to receiving yards and, and touch on a couple of more there. But that's nice to bring up, especially in the backdrop of Russell Wilson. So anybody hanging up here, make sure you hit that thumbs up button, please, as you're hanging with us and myself and Jordan Tyler producing and See, there's a question there. Tyreek Hill passed, or, or pardon me, T- Taysom Hill passing yards, 179 and a half over. We hit that. But how about this? Another day on the internet asking as well, Jordan, for uh, Barkley, 17 and a half receiving yards going over that. And Carter, 18 and a half receiving yards going over that. I like the Saquon one a lot. Um, they're most likely going to be playing from behind against the Chargers. And the quarterback play is the biggest concern, but Barkley has actually started to get normal workload again. So I do like his over at the 17 and a half mark. And DeAndre Carter is an interesting one because the Dallas Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs gets credit for being one of the better corners in football. He gives up a ton of yards. If he gets matched up with Carter because Terry mixes in the slot or if he just travels with Terry, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for that Washington passing attack. All right, so let's look at a couple of rushing props that you have here, if it's Mm -hmm. quarterback or running back, whoever it is running the football. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is where I start. His (laughs) his over-under is 29 rushing yards, which is just astonishing. We've got him for 58 yards, which is double that prop. They're coming off a bye week, which means he's going to be more healthy than he was when coming back from that injury. And he ran for 20 yards on seven carries in one of the ugliest football games where it was just turnover left and right. This game, or that was the only game this season he had under 29 rushing yards. This is just one of those props where they're the favorite in this game. He gets 12 to 13 carries mostly when Nick Chubb is healthy. He's going to do that again. Baker's beat up. It just feels like one of the really low lines of the week. Wow, that that really is, especially you mentioned, yeah, Baker being beat up there. So let's take advantage of that. Let me throw one out there as well for you. Alex Collins, again, the number on prize picks, 41 and a half projected rushing yards. And then you look at the difference. It's similar to where you can find it on the books, 41, 42 and a half in that range. We have him projected on site, Jordan, for 71 and a half rushing yards. 
Yeah, no, the Texans are, again, one of the worst run defense. They're supposed to be playing from ahead. And, like, Seattle's – but Pete Carroll doesn't want to lose games. He's not no. trying to show out here. He just <laughs> – like, it might take Alex Collins 25 carries to get to 70 yards, but, I mean, he should be in line to do it. Their, their backfield's been ugly, but it's the Texans. This is, like – this is the ultimate Seattle onslaught for DFS this weekend against the Houston Texans. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's <laughs> – it's a great. We're going to try to take full advantage of that. In fact, I'm sure that throughout all the different things we're talking about, people could easily build a Seahawks only over <laughs> ticket and just take full advantage from three to five plays. Right. And take full advantage of exposing the Texans this week. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the uh, DF or DraftKings <laughs> offered those uh, showdown contests for everybody. So for it feels like every single game. So that's definitely something you can build your showdown lineups around and it's a it's definitely the game for them to get right and make like look like Russell Wilson again. I know you you as an Eagles fan want to want to get him this offseason. If that's yes, I a, do. If that's a possibility. So maybe you're not rooting for these overs. Uh, no, look, honestly, <laughs> I, I'd rather just have stability at the quarterback position. If that means Jalen Hurts, if that means Russell Wilson, hell, if that means Gardner Minshew, I just want somebody I can root for and buy my son a jersey that he could wear for the next two years. That's the only thing I ask for at this point. All right. Here's one that's interesting. There's a little volatility in his numbers, by all means. But from where prize picks has it, it's the books are hovering around 16 and a half or so, Jordan. But mm -hmm. prize picks still has Russell Wilson at 12 and a half. And again, it's a little volatile with his rushing yards. He's also gone through some of the biggest struggles we've seen him in his career. So maybe that kind of hovers over it a little bit. But to your point, just about how bad Houston is overall pass and rush. I wonder if there is it worth a play or is it too risky? Do you think at 12 and a half for Wilson quarterback props or one or rushing is just super it's he's got a scramble to get it, which is kind of the thing that I don't really like with Russell Wilson's props in general. But again, the, the Texans, with the way that they kind of play football, they try to play seven people in coverage. They try to put make it so you can't throw the ball downfield. So it gives Russell Wilson, oh, DK and Tyler Lockett are down the field. They're both double covered, take yeah. off running. I, I don't mind that. It's just one of those props that I don't go to unless it's like your Lamar Jackson or quarterbacks that I know actually to get designed runs. So I see this kick throwing this out. Stephon Diggs over a half receiving touchdown we'll, we'll go throughout of course and go all but when somebody has something on the chat it's definitely worth a look there did you check that out at all digs this is basically the yes or no prop for a receiving touchdown for digs oh yeah no receiving props for our touchdown props in general for positional players are definitely a tricky slate digs does lead the team in touchdowns this year he's one of my play favorite players for dfs so I I don't mind betting that. I feel like I would rather go to his yards just because Tampa Bay secondary is not very good. <laughs> so you mentioned Kareem Hunt. Anybody else? I was going to throw one more that we had. It's a little tighter as far as the projection versus where the line is, but it is worth a shout, especially because of how game script and flow may play out. But anybody on the ground that you want to hit before we look somewhere else? I didn't see anybody that really stood out to me. Uh, most of the props that I'm looking at are the receivers this weekend because their lines are, one, usually high volatile, and you look at some of them, they're just too low in my eyes. So what about Kamara here? Now, it's dipped a little bit, 66 and a half as far as where prize picks 
has it. Our projections have him roughly at 63. The better play here is the book at 70 and a half. And it's rare that we talk about somebody in this scenario where prize picks is fully adjusted and the book hasn't. Usually there's a lot of break on prize picks. But in this case, I am curious if the number hasn't dipped enough and there's still some value going under. It's just a scary slate because we the rushing props that I, I mean our projections, we got Taysom Hill getting 11 carries and Kamara getting 17. Taysom Hill is dealing with a messed up thumb, that foot, and Kamara was supposedly going to play last weekend. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he just comes out and is fully healthy and with no Mark Ingram because he's on the COVID protocol. We see him getting the 23-24 carry mark like he has in before. I would just kind of pay attention to the news in that regard because uh, I see if, if he gets 17 attempts, I don't think he gets over the 60-yard or the 66-yard total, but I could see him getting in the 24-25 carries just because of the injuries that Taysom is dealing with. All right, so we hit receiving yards and limited Monday on the chat. Curious about the Baltimore play, not named Lamar. Well, we're actually in that territory now, unless there was something with Devontae Freeman as we saw on the screen at 44 and a half. But I did ask if there was anything else, Jordan, that you wanted to clean up at the running back spot, and he did not jump out at you. So I'm assuming if there is any play for the Ravens that's not named Lamar, it's going to start with Hollywood Brown. Oh, yeah. No, Hollywood is going to get a ton of work. He's gotten it all year long. And if you haven't paid attention to the Ravens injuries this year, they're the most and they're the chargers of years past where it felt like every single good player for the Chargers just kept getting hurt. That's what's happening with the Ravens. I know the spreads three, but I could see Baltimore being down early on to this Browns team and the Ravens are going to be throwing a lot more. So I do like the Hollywood Brown over in receiving yards. He's one of those guys that you're going to see 10 plus targets and it doesn't really matter what a team's trying to do coverage wise because he can just outrun teams um and Bateman and the other guys have kind of taken that step back in recent weeks while Hollywood is just continuously getting the volume you need to hit over 50 receiving yards all right so beyond that and we appreciate any question any suggestion that you have keep throwing it our way here in the final 10 that we have or so but anybody that you'd like to start with here at the receiving prop Terry McLaurin at uh, Washington pass offense. Uh, Cowboys have allowed 15 wide receivers to get over 60 yards a season, six most in the NFL. In the last three games, they've allowed five different players to do so. Cowboys run a cover one at one of the highest rates, again, in the NFL. McLaurin gets targeted at 30% like per route run against the cover one. He has 154 and two touchdowns on 11 catches. That's about 22% of his production. So he's going to have opportunity against the defense. And if anybody's worried about the name Trayvon Diggs, he's given up the second most yards in football this year. I actually hope he travels with McLaurin because it just gives him that opportunity to get down the field. And in the games that the Washington football team has had actually get to 48 or more points, McLaurin has hit over 58 yards in five of six of these games and has had over 100 yards in three of them. For the games to get the high scoring points, like it's got to come somehow. And this game's got a 48 over under. It's perfect for McLaurin. And in his career, he's never had less than 60 yards against Dallas. That's amazing. Yeah, especially with that career stat 
That's such a nice little cap at the end right there. Oh, he just yeah. doesn't even have it in him to have a bad game against the Cowboys. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's had, I think he had like 65 his rookie year. And then this last year, he had 95 and 96 against them. Amazing, That's, man. It's with Haskins and Alex Smith and oh, just a plethora of quarterbacks. So right. It's not, not worried about Heineke being back there. Nope, nope, not at all. All right, so let me throw uh, a couple at you here. I wonder, what are you doing at all? Is there any advantage that we can take with what's happening out with the Chargers? With the Chargers, I see the, what are the, let me see the lines again. With uh, Williams, I guess, like looking at that with Allen not playing officially. Yeah. Williams, Williams, there's a pretty big gap as far as what prize picks has versus our own projections. I just didn't know how much you wanted to count on him either. See the, the good thing with Williams is, is that the um, team they're going up against, they play a cover four pretty heavily with the Bengals, not the Bengals. Um, sorry. The chargers, no giants, the giants, sorry. The yeah. giants play a cover four at pretty high rate this year. They try to bracket these receivers with Bradbury. They did it to Devonte Smith with you guys, but you did see in that Eagles game, Hertz had, plenty of opportunity to catch or throw the ball downfield it's just Rieger and all these guys were just dropping passes off their face <laughs> thank you um, I, I appreciate so, <laughs> you reminding me that thank you Jordan. So it's you know at the end of the day you watch that team you saw the open windows Mike Williams usually comes down with those catches so I don't mind hitting the over the 60 yards receiving in this one Anything else you'd like to go back to Donovan McNabb throwing multiple picks to Rodney Harrison in the Super Bowls or any other memory you'd like to revisit here as well? If it, if it makes you feel any better, I am a Panthers fan and paid a hundred dollars to go watch the Panthers play the Dolphins uh, last week. Yeah, My buddy, Matt rule uh, is not long for that job. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's just our owner does put such a high, like, I guess like idea of what we are and we're just not that like we don't have a good line. We don't have pieces on offense. We're down to Cam Newton starting at quarterback and we're trying to be like, yeah, we're supposed to win football games. That's not come on. (laughs) Yeah. See, Tyler says Hyler Baylor people. I'm saying, yeah, Hyler Temple people. We're we're both saying the same thing. It's just different meets to the same end. Hey, real quick. Speaking of the Panthers. All right. David Lynch has this on the chat. I had him up here as well because of the drastic difference between where we have him on prize picks at 52 and a half versus where the books at 56 and a half, but more importantly, Jordan, where awesome and Alex have him at 81.6. And that's DJ Moore. Yeah. Without McCaffrey, DJ Moore gets targeted early and often. Jeff Nixon's going to be the play caller, which is actually who's been following Matt rule around in his college days. So we're going to be a lot run heavy during the red zone, but if we can establish some sort of running game, you saw it with Miami in the second play of the game, DJ Moore caught a big 63, 66 yard pass. And that kind of sparked things. going. If Cam Dune can do anything passing the ball, it'll be to DJ Moore. He's going to get probably a 40% target share in this game without McCaffrey. I like that we have him projected 80 yards, and that's only on nine targets. I could see him getting the 12, 13 target mark without McCaffrey anymore. There are two more that have a pretty wide gap as well. Beasley is at 42 and a half on the books, 40 and a half here on prize picks, Jordan. And then what, 60, just over 60 and a half on the projection. So that's a 20 yard difference between 
what we have him on site projected to do versus what prize picks has. And I actually like that a lot because Tampa Bay blitzes the house when they blitz. Allen's not going to be able to get the ball downfield, which means Beasley on the underneath stuff. And it's really interesting because Emmanuel Sanders hasn't been used as a deep threat anymore. He has ran one deep route since week eight, which is wild enough. So Sanders has done that. Beasley has basically just stayed into his role. And the player that's actually taken anything from Emmanuel Sanders, which is probably one of the only unders I like for the whole entire week. But for Beasley's sake, Tampa is going to be blitzing the house. This game's going to be a high pace type of game. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have any trouble scoring, which leads to Beasley getting more catches than or more opportunities used to. So I, I like the over on that one as well. All right, last one. And I don't know if it's worth a risk, but at the same time, if you look at the projections, it's again a humongous gap. This is the biggest one we have, I think. 23 and a half on the books, 20 and a half at prizepicks.com. So already getting a three yard difference between prize picks in your favor, of course at prize picks as, a, as opposed to the books, Rondale Morris projected to go 48 and a half. Rondale, that Cardinals offense is just so frustrating. <laughs> targets. It's just a, like, it's one of those teams where you go in, it's like the Denver Broncos, where yeah. no offense Sutton, Tim Patrick, Judy, you're like, who's going to get six targets? Because that's going to lead the team. The Cardinals <laughs> are on the that side. I like Rondale Morris as a player. It's just, the volume because like he could easily get eight targets but he could also easily only get two it's just gonna be a matter of kingsbury woke up that day and was like we're gonna use this guy today yeah that's all right good point so what else are you looking at here i'll leave it at that what else are you looking at here um beyond if it's receptions touchdowns here you want to close out with the final couple of minutes I like that Stefan Diggs over uh half a touchdown I I do think that the Bills are going to be playing from behind in this game got a really healthy over under and you've seen Stefan Diggs just be the best receiver in football and we've seen when Tyree Kill goes up against the Bucks you saw Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb do it when the Bucks play a team that has the capability of throwing the ball downfield and has an elite quarterback with the receiver it matches up really well and they're just not able to kind of stop it so I do like the over on Tyree or Stefan Diggs touchdowns this weekend. Yeah, I was looking at one thing that kind of jumped out of me, a couple of, of receptions. And again, these are, are a little tighter here, so not sure how much they're even even worth a play Four receptions. Now you do have that flat number. So the hooks out Four receptions for Ertz seemed a little high. Five receptions for Fournette seemed a little high. The five receptions for Fournette is definitely a little high to me. I, I think the Patriots, the Bills middle of the team is Trayman Edmonds and Milano. While Trey White's out, that is where I think Brady's going to attack. you. This whole career, this man has just focused on what are you bad at? That's what we're doing today. They're going to be running the ball up the middle with Fournette and getting the ball to the outside with Mike Evans and Godwin to see what the Bills secondary looks like without Trey White. So I did see kick on the chat here as far as Russell Wilson, 19 and a half completions going up against Houston. So, you know, you can do a lot of damage and, 16 completions against that defense. Oh, yeah. No, and Russell, <laughs> the, the, the Seattle doesn't play with the kind of pace that you necessarily want, which is a little concerning because they're not the team that uh, wants to throw the ball 45 times a game. 
Pete Carroll has this identity of the way football was in 2005, where we're going to run the ball between the A-gap and then throw the ball as far as we can down the field. That's all we're doing. We're not getting creative and doing RPOs or any of that. No, that's true. <laughs> and, and, and some of these are tough. Like some of these completions, I feel like you really need to have the being down narrative and the offense, the tempo, everything to kind of click because we'll see how you can get a couple of big plays, get back into a game and that may limit it or just getting up in the case of here where you just may not need it by any means. You did mention that uh, touchdown here, receiving touchdown. We do have anytime touchdowns as well. Lamar's at one and a half. A lot of guys sitting here at a half. Taysom Hill, however, is at one and a half. Alvin Kamara is back. I don't know what the vulture situation is going to be like there. Yeah, no, the the vault that situation is always Taysom Hill is one of the more frustrating people in football for me as just the, watching the Saints. I'm a Panthers fan and I'm like, why yeah, yeah, do they yeah. use this guy in this role? <laughs> you see him getting the playoffs and stuff and they'll use him instead of Michael Thomas and Kamara. But besides that, I think Kamara is just kind of going to get that that workload. I, I don't they didn't try to bring Taysom Hill in early in the year when Jameis was there. So I'm not sure they're going to use him with the injuries he's dealing with. I actually like that to be a little under. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Look, we appreciate you all hanging with us by all means. Make sure you take full advantage of what we have here on prize picks. You see the chat is buzzing with questions, suggestions as well. They've taken advantage of it. Awesome. awe SEMO. Click that link below. You're going to get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And on top of that, you're going to get one free month of Awesome Plus Platinum. So you can use all the tools and metrics and data available to you free, not just once a week across the board for a month. You'll see why you'll sign back up and you'll also get that deposit match of up to $100. Awesome stuff, brother. This thing flies, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely fast paced. The college football one, a little bit, a little bit slow, but this this is a lot more fun because it's a little bit more fast paced for our show. <laughs> uh, good. Well, well, look, we, we try to keep it moving here by all means. Make sure you're following on Twitter. Myself, Jordan there as well. Ty, thanks again for producing and everybody else out there. Hit that thumbs up button if you've just been hanging and you realize you haven't been subscribed as well. Do both before and we'll see you next week. Thanks.